When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the KLNS Rugby Podcast coming this week. And today, to round things off, we're going to look ahead, finally, to the 2023-2024 Investec Champions Cup. Now, you may hear me call it the Heineken Cup over the course of the podcast. Don't be too surprised. As far as I'm concerned, it'll always be the Heineken Cup in my heart. But the Investec Champions Cup, first year of the new sponsors. As we head into this 2023-2024 campaign, of course, last year, the last two years, both a Leinster-Larachelle final, both won by Larachelle coach, of course, by Irishman Ron Nogara. And are they favourites heading in? Well, after a slow start to the season, maybe not Leinster without Johnny Sexton. Toulouse will have to deal with no Romain Entomac and then they'll, they'll lose Antoine Dupont across the season at some stage. Maybe it's wide open this year. Maybe we're going to see a different finalist. Last time we had a different finals was, of course, to lose the 2021 winners. And it is poised to be a very good tournament. Another new format, we'll get into that. All four Irish sides are involved, we'll, we'll definitely touch on that. But it certainly feels wide open. Before we do look ahead to the preview, to preview the tournament, I must remind everyone, of course, if you're watching on YouTube, hello. But you can also catch me on podcasts if you want to listen on the go, wherever you get your podcasts, at the Gale on S Rugby Podcasts. And as well as that, if you are listening on podcasts and want to look at the neat little PowerPoint slideshow that I put together, it is on YouTube at the KLNS Rugby Podcast. But we will get into it now. Looking at the different, I suppose, the different league tables. Um, URC first, being the best league and all that, I suppose. Is that the reason that we're going to do this? I suppose it is. URC, seven rounds in, and it is led by an Irish team, of course. As always, Leinster back at the top of the table. Second place is the Glasgow Warriors, who made a fast start, winning five of their first six games before losing to Munster in round seven. The Bulls and the last year's champions, Munster, make up third and fourth spot. Edinburgh, the second Scottish side, lie in fifth, with Benetton in sixth place. Quite a good start for the Scottish-Italian Shield. Ulster are in 7th place and Connacht round off the top 8 on 19 points. The same amount of points earned or won as the Emirates Lions who are in 9th. With the DHL Stormers on 18 points back in 10th. Already it looks like we're going to have an absolute race for a top 8 spot and for automatic promotion to the Heineken or Sorry, there we go again. The Heineken Cup. No, the Investing Champions Cup for the 24-25 season. Rounding out the bottom of the league table, then we have the Ospreys, we have Cardiff, we have the Scarlets, three Welsh sides in a row, 
Unfortunately, there, zebra, the sharks, and the dragons make up the bottom few spots. Moving on, then, we have the Gallagher Premiership. Eight rounds have been played here. They started, of course, the week of the European or the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals. They have an extra round played. That is led by last year's beaten finalist, Sale Sharks, who remarkably, despite having six wins out of eight, have a negative points difference of minus 16. But with their 27 points amassed, I don't think they'll care too much. They are level on points, but ahead on games one, ahead of Bath, who are also on 27. Harlequins are on 26 points in third, with Saracens on 25, as are Northampton. Both teams, five wins, three losses. Saracens just pipping Northampton to fourth early doors with the uh, with the better points difference. Moving on down then, extra Chiefs, they lie on 23 points. Leicester are on 20 after their first eight games. Bristol Bears are on 17, but it has been a poor start for them, as well as their arch rivals, Gloucester. They're in ninth place with Newcastle Falcons rooted to the bottom of the table. Four points through their first eight games. No wins as of yet. And things are looking bleak for Newcastle Falcons. Finally, to the top 14 top 14 of France. Nine rounds played here. They played um, a couple of rounds before the Rugby World Cup started and then resumed after the final. Racing 92, led by Stuart Lancaster, who also have Sia Khaleesi in their ranks. They lead the way. Poe are in second place, believe it or not. One point off of Rossing in top spot. Six wins from their first eight games. It's really hard to believe that we've seen them there. I've, I think a decent chunk of the, of the season played. Stade Francais Paris make or Paris make up third spot, followed by Toulon, who of course we were getting into as they're in Munster's pool. Cast and Stade Toulouse, also known as Toulouse, round out the top six. Bordeaux Begla, Claremont, Ayana are in 7th, 8th and ninth spot respectively with Ayana tied on points with Leon, who are in 10th. Ron Nogara's beaten finals last year, La Rochelle, are in 11th spot, just 15 points from their first 8 games, which is not a great return. 3 wins, 5 losses. Bayon, who play Munster this weekend, are in 12th with Perpignan and shockingly enough, Winners of two years ago, Montpellier, rooted to the bottom spot. They've massed just seven points in their first eight games, which is a solitary victory. They're not in the Champions Cup this year, but if they were, I think we know where their focus would lie. And to start things off with our Champions Cup coverage, we better just run over the pools quickly. We will go over them again, but just really, really quickly for your visual sites. Pool 1 sees Saracens, Bristol Bears, Union Bordeaux Begla, Connacht, Photocom Bulls and Leon. Pool 2 is Stade Toulouse or Toulouse, Racing 92, Cardiff, Harlequins, Bath and Ulster. Pool 3 sees Munster, Exeter Chiefs, Bayonne, Toulon, Glasgow Warriors and Northampton Saints. And in Pool 4, probably the Pool of Death, last year's winners, La Rochelle, last year's URC finalists, the GHL Stormers. The high-flying top 14 side of Stade Francais Paris. The four-time winners and last year's European finalist Leinster. The Premiership winners from two years ago, the Leicester Tigers. And last year's Premiership finalists, the Sale Sharks. What a pool that promises to be. We'll get to that at the very end because we are going to start with Pool 1, which is led from the Irish perspective by Connacht. 
and Pool 1, as I said, led by Connor Daly, the way alongside the Bulls, Ordo Begla, Leon and Saracens, and the Bristol Bears, need I forget. I suppose we'll, we'll touch on Connacht solely in a minute, but this is probably an underrated pool in some regards because you probably have two really unknown quantities, but possibly two of the most exciting prospects in Europe in the Bulls and Bordeaux, both of which will target their home games. Personally, I wouldn't like to be the team going to Pretoria at any time of year, um, especially this time of year. Saracen's first up, of course, in round one. And Bordeaux then following like with a backline that includes, and not limited to, Maxime Lusu, Matthew Jalibert, Yoram Fana, Louis Bielbiare, and Damien Penno. I mean, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, Damien Penno scored four tries in his uh, top 14 debut for Bordeaux as well, and four tries in the first half. Leon, they were the, the Challenge Cup finalists of two years, Challenge Cup winners actually, of two years ago. They're in this pool as well, and they'll certainly be looking to target their home games. They've Connacht at home as well as Bristol, I believe. Um, so definitely two targetable games for them. Saracens three-time winners. They don't need any real introduction, I don't think. Probably the the English favourites to get out of this tournament, but certainly a steep ask for them. There's, there's no doubt about that. And Bristol Bears, hot off the press was the, the supposed pressure on the back of Pat Lamb this week, but their big win over Gloucester helped ease some of those fears, but there will be pressure on Bristol to perform. Obviously, a side who's gone through players like, like cannot go through jerseys, I suppose, or scarless go through sponsors. Bit of pressure on them now to, to finally stand up and deliver, but certainly not a pool that you'd be expecting too much out of them from. And just a quick look over the fixtures. Won't go through every game. We'll just preview round one first of all, and then give a, a lay of the lie, lie elsewhere. Connacht opened the proceedings with that home tie against Bordeaux Begla on Friday night at 8 o'clock. That's live on TNT Sport. Of course, our host broadcaster here in the UK and Ireland. And for Connacht, this is a must-win game. Their home games in round one and round four against Bordeaux and against Bristol. Win at all costs. There is no reason they can't be winning those games. But the only thing is, can they cope with a side like Bordeaux, they have the attacking threat that is right up there with the very best teams in Europe. They have some brilliantly powerful forwards as well. Connacht will really have it up against them, but they they are expected to bring back in the likes of Bundiaki, Finley Bielema was back, Mac Hansen, brilliant at the weekend against Leinster. But a really tough ask. Connacht need to win that game. I think if they don't, that trip to Saracens then looks looks bleak. It's likely, we should say, and we touched about the, on this in there, in our EPCR podcast um, that went live on Monday night. It is very likely that one win will get you out of this pool. So for Connacht, they'll never be dead and buried. But if they can beat Bordeaux in round one, maybe, just maybe, they can look at that Saracens game, say, right, we don't need to focus on it. Because quite frankly, Saracens, they're going to try and get a bonus point there. Maybe just rest up, focus on the Ulster game um, in the URC a week later. And then come back at Europe then where they'll have a few extra days rest before they play Leon, And they'll have Bristol at home. That for me has to be Connacht's aim. Of course, as we said, we had some really exciting talent there as well. That the Bulls, Saracens in particular, they meet in round one in Pretoria. Saracens expected to bring down quite a strong squad. So they're targeting this one. But I think what's most likely to happen is we'll see a, 
a wide open, expansive game. I think it's very possible both sides get maybe four tries and the Bulls just pip it in the end. But I think for Saracens, they can take two points from that game, knowing they've Connacht at home, knowing that they have Leon at home as well. I think they can, I think to be honest, they can target that one. Um, will be will be fun to see. And Bristol against Leon, well, early doors, of course, but you feel like both sides will need to win there. Otherwise, they'll have their backs against the wall. Leon will have to go away to Saracens in round four, so they'll they could get anything out of this game. They'll have the Bulls and Connacht at home. I obviously got that one wrong. So they have the Bulls and Connacht at home in round two and three, and they'll feel like they can certainly do something from there. And that's one thing about the four round pools, and it's probably not entirely intended, but it's going to be wide open until the very last game in round four in January, as we've seen last year, where, of course, Edinburgh shocked the world, really, by beating Saracens at home, changed up the entire qualification table. Um, as I, I think Munster looked like they were going to supposed to be playing Saracens, and then it just flipped the lid on things. Round two, of course, we have Saracens against Connacht, as we said. I expect Saracens to get a big win there. Bordeaux against Bristol. Have to go with the home side there as well. Bristol might have one eye on the Premiership for that game in particular, especially when they have a home game against Briss, against the Bulls, and probably one they can target against Connacht in round four. The Lions, or the Lions, apologies, Leon. I don't know how you get the Lion out of that. Leon hosts the Bulls then in round two, and it'd be interesting to see what side of us. What sort of a team the Bulls send up to um to the Northern Hemisphere for that one? If they go strong, I think they're more than good enough. But adapting very quickly to having to play you know multiple games succession is it's going to be a big ask. And that's the only thing. Round three, then Leon taking on Connacht in France to open the weekend. There again, Connacht will be targeting that one, especially when they'll have a couple of days extra rest. Um, as they play midweek um, after New Year's, so they'll have a couple of extra days. I think they'll target that. And I think for Connacht, you know, that Bordeaux game, if you beat Bordeaux, it doesn't really matter about the Saracens game, take a point from Leon and hopefully beat Bristol. I think that has to be their stated aim. But for Leon on the flip side, they don't want to be needing something from their trip to Saracens in round four. So they'll be all out trying to get as much out of that as possible. Possibly the most expansive brand of rugby is going to be played in this pool. Mightn't be European Cup rugby at its finest, but it could be could be interesting to watch. Bristol against the Bulls are also there. I think if the Bulls go strong, I think they'll win that comfortably. But again, with the constant chopping and changing and moving across hemispheres and travel and jet lag, it is very questionable. You don't know how these things are going to go. Bordeaux then hosts Saracens and probably, probably a pool decider to see who takes top spot. Saracens won't fear anyone away from home though. That is the big thing. Um, and I think they would probably just get the job done there over Bordeaux. Round four, Connacht have to win. The Bulls, they'll have to win. And Saracens, you'd imagine they will win and will win quite comfortably when that one comes around as well. We have a little bit of a prediction. No, first, we'll talk about Connacht. Apologies. We'll get into predictions in a minute. Firstly, to focus on Connacht, I have a little fact file here just for your viewing pleasure. But looking at those fixtures, yeah, I really think Bordeaux target that, get a get a win there. I'm not saying you throw the Saracens game, but they have a full week off before they play Ulster then away from home. So I think if you do target 
the Bordeaux game and get a win. Of course, that won't be long. Um, by the time you're listening, it won't be far away. Then I think you're in a good position. I think for Connacht, potentially, I know it's it's easier said than done, but I think you'd be looking at getting four points out of that Bordeaux game, getting a point out of Leon, maybe, maybe even two points out of Leon. It could become a very open, expansive game, depending on the weather conditions. Two points is very doable. And then Bristol in round four, just again, they have to win that game regardless. I think eight, nine points will at least have them pushing to get out of the pool. You'd imagine it'll be enough. You hope it'll be enough for Connacht. Can they do it? I think they can. I don't see them getting out of the group as as pool winners. Their record away from home in Europe is remarkably the poorest of the Irish sides. I think in the last six years, they've only won something like 30% of games against English teams full stop. So that Bristol game, there will even be records that will say that it goes against them. Our predictions. So for pool one, wow, I went with Bordeaux in sixth. <laughs> I don't know how after I, after I shaping them up. I think the reason is I went through each and every game just to give a fair prediction. I just look at Bordeaux's games. If Bordeaux beat Connacht, for instance, I think they're fine. I think they'll go on then. They'll beat Bristol and we'll go from there. But the only thing is they have Saracens at home and the Bulls away. You'd imagine they send their Espoirs or a weak inside to Pretoria. Saracens, you'll have to back them to win every game in the pool. So they're the little question marks to hang over Bordeaux. Are they even going to focus on it? They're not that high up the league table. Um, Leon, I have in fifth, just don't really have the European pedigree. Never looked like they've really targeted Europe. I have Connacht in fourth, but again, that game this Friday night in the sports ground, I think that decides who gets out of the pool between themselves and Bordeaux already, which is remarkable to say. I have Bristol coming in third. Again, home games are so crucial, and they have Leon at home, which you'd imagine if you just give them that one, that'll be crucial. And then they have the Bulls at home. And having the Bulls at home versus the Bulls away, I mean, that's a huge swing, as you can imagine. The Bulls, I do have them coming in second place. I think there's enough firepower there that even if they just send a strong side away from home for one of their away games, I think they'll they'll do very well. And I have Saracens in top spot, which I don't think is any surprise. Saracens are an elite European team at this stage, I think it's fair to say. So... We will move on now to Pool 2, which has three past champions in it. That is, of course, led from an Irish perspective by Ulster, our 1999 winners of Ulster. Cardiff are also there, representing the URC. They were, of course, losing finalists in the very first edition of the European Cup. They lost that game to Toulouse bit of a mini rivalry or at least a historic battle between those even if it's one-way traffic Toulouse the only five-time winners of the tournament Rassi 92 the forever bridesmaid of this tournament Bath winners back in the 90s and Harlequins who haven't done it at the top level but have done it at Challenge Cup level so again another wide open pool we'll start with fixtures I'll try not to make the same mistake of focusing on Ulster yet because we'll get into that in a minute they of course start Away to Bath, that is on Saturday at 1pm on TNT Sport. Or, sorry, 3.15pm on TNT Sport, I believe, actually. I'm away this weekend, so I don't have a, I don't have the uh, telly reserved or anything like that. 
I think Ulster can take that one. Toulouse, you'd imagine they'll walk over Cardiff and Racing have made such a strong start to the season this year. I think they'll have no problem against Quinns and their their record in the La Défense Arena is absolutely phenomenal. I think they've only lost in Europe anyway. I think they've only lost to Toulouse. I don't think any uh, non-French side has won in that arena in in Europe. So interesting to see how that goes. Cardiff gets bath. You'd imagine Cardiff are going to be the whipping boys of this pool. So you'd believe they might give Bath a bit of a battle. Not exactly a, a local rivalry, but not a million miles away from each other either, and especially at home. We've seen how they rattled Cardiff before, or rattled Quinns before. Ulster play Racing 92. That'll be a crucial matchup in this game. Ulster's two home games, Racing and Toulouse. They really need to win at least one, a good one of those, um, especially when you can't afford to lose at home in general. Quinns also host Toulouse in that pool in round two, and Again, you would be back in Toulouse to have the firepower to win all four games, but they have shown in recent years that they have one or two flaky performances in the pool. I think they know when they're when they're going to make the knockout stages anyway, then that's when their focus will, will really come into play. It's Cardiff against Quinns opening the action for this pool in round three. Again, you would bet on Quinns to win that one, but last time, of course, as I said, it was a very tight matchup. Uh, two years ago now, it'll be about two years to almost the week when they, when those two play. Ulster taking on Toulouse, bit of a mini battle going on between those two in recent years, between knockout stages and, and pool stages. And then we have Bath against Racing, that'll be an interesting one. Finn Russell up against his old club in the wreck. Johan van Graan, who's taken on Racing a few times when he was Munster coach, couldn't get us over the line against them, unfortunately, so... Maybe it'll be something different with Bath. Quinns against Ulster open up round four um, alongside Rassing against Cardiff. And I think you can nearly put down five points there for Rassing and Toulouse against Bath. Again, you're probably predicting Toulouse to, to run away with that one, depending especially on how Bath approach that game. We'll look at Ulster first before we get into our predictions. I think for Ulster, home games have to be the target. But when you look at it, I think you can make a very fair claim that their two away games are easier than the two home games. Bath and Quinns in round one, or Harlequins, I should say, at some stage. Bath and Harlequins in round one and round four, away from home. Round two and three at home to Racing 92 and Toulouse. What I do love about Ulster's fixtures is, though, two 8pm games on a Saturday night. Ravenhill, there's been question marks about atmosphere in recent years. They'll be absolutely hopping those nights because, as we all know from following the European games at Christmas time, it's uh, you either make enough noise or you'll be frozen out quite literally. I think for Ulster, they have to go. I think they kind of have to beat Bath in the wreck, don't they? Bath, no matter how good they've looked in the Premiership in recent years, just haven't converted it into Europe. But then with Johan van Graan there, maybe he'll target it. Maybe he'll feel like Ulster, a side who've been very up and down, lost their last two games to to Glasgow and to Edinburgh. Edinburgh game at home as well. Maybe he'll feel like they can have a cut off them. I think for Ulster against Racing, Ulster, I mean, on paper, it's probably the easier game, isn't it? Playing Racing at home than playing Toulouse at home. But Racing having short Lancaster there, you'd imagine he'll he'll have something up his sleeve for Ulster. But it, it really is, like if they, if they lose to Racing in round two, you'd hope they haven't lost in round one to Bath. You could end up very feasibly that Ulster are in the same situation as they were last year, 
where after three rounds, they have no wins. They're scrambling and they need to win their round four game. That one is against Harlequins in the stoop, 1 p.m. on Saturday, 20th of January. And yeah, they will be scrambling to get a win there regardless. I think that's the one game they can't afford to slip up in. But you never know with this Ulster team. They have a tendency to just go a little bit up and a little bit down. And their highs can be very, very good. Their lows can be quite befuddling, to say the least. How do I see them doing? Well, I have them getting out of the pool. Cardiff, as I said, are the perennial whipping boys in this pool for me. I have them in six spot. Quinns, I, I, listen, I like I like Harlequins um, a small amount as much as I might slag them, but I just don't think there's enough there to, to think they're better than any of the teams ahead of them. You have Bath, who I think they'll just about do enough to get out of this one. Even if, again, it's a tough pool and they haven't shown in recent years that they can overcome non-English opposition, essentially. I've Ulster in third, but again, I'm kind of hoping that they win at least their two away games. Um, Remarkably, as I said, two away games probably easier than two home games, which is rare that we say that. Rassing in second, Toulouse in first. That could go either way. Rassing look really good at the moment. Lancaster, Arendelle, Sia Khaleesi. I mean, yeah, they've lost Finn Russell, but like, would you rather have a Sia Khaleesi or a Finn Russell in your team? I know which one the Irish fans are going to say anyway. Certainly heard enough about it this year when, when Leinster were beating them and then Ireland wiped the floor with them twice. So that's why I have it. Toulouse first, Rassig second, Ulster third, Bath fourth, making a rare knockout appearance for Bath if they do get out of it. Harlequins in fifth and Cardiff in sixth place. So, before we move on to Pool 3, just want to remind you all that we have two podcasts already gone up on the channel this week. On Sunday, we look back on the opening block of seven rounds of the URC, looking back at the Irish, the four Irish provinces from their the, the question marks around them, the, the positives that they've made, the inroads they've made, and the, the schedule and how tough it has been for each side. Some have had it easier than others, but I think they'll all be pretty happy with how it started. And then on Sunday night, which went up on Monday night, a brilliant feature podcast, a brilliant five-man panel. Myself, Tom Coleman, Hugh Griffin, Ed Price, Ian Frizzell, and Eric Fitzgerald um, talking about the EPCR as we head into their 10th season in governance. It it has been a reign, maybe not of terror, but a reign of, of skepticism. They promised everything. They've delivered well, less than everything. So enjoy that one. I would advise letting in two parts if you haven't listened because it's a two-hour podcast. But there's so many good nuggets in it. The lads were absolutely brilliant. Highly recommend it. And of course, this one. Hopefully you can see it out from here. So we will get into Pool 3 as we move into the second half of the show. And Pool 3 is headlined by Munster, two-time champions. They joined Glasgow Warriors as the URC representatives there. Bayon and three in a row winners of 2014 to 20, sorry, 2013 to 2015. Toulon are in there as well. And one-time victors, Exeter of 2020 and Northampton Saints of 2000 um, are both in there. Uh, probably not the strongest pool on paper, but you could make a case that Maybe everyone will beat everyone. And this one. 
There we go. Now we got our fixtures. Glasgow against Northampton. They opened the billing on Friday night, I believe it is. Scottsdale, very tough place to go to, as we all know. Only one loss there since January of 2022. That came to Munster in the URC quarterfinal last season. And I don't expect Northampton to do any better. Toulon against Exeter. I think that'll be crucial. Toulon will definitely be targeting their two home games because they're the two tougher games that they face. I think, well, Glasgow away or Exeter at home. I don't know which one is tougher out of those two. But two tough games. And Munster, well, they've had a couple, they have a couple of injuries of, of their own at the moment, but they might just be hoping that Bayonne send the Espoirs and that we can have a five-point cushion heading into round two, of which Northampton against Toulon opens the billing. Northampton, they'll have to win their home games. It's the two French sides at home. To be honest, you'd really struggle to see them getting over Toulon in this one, unless Toulon don't target it. And that's the thing with this pool. Glasgow, Toulon, Northampton to a degree, Bayonne, Exeter, Munster, all very strong on home soil, all very tough to bet against on home soil. But I do slightly lean towards Bayonne and Northampton being the bottom two sides and then the other four battling out for the top. Bayonne and Glasgow, um, Bayonne have their home game against Glasgow in round two. I think they'll make that tough. They'll make that difficult, but I think Glasgow will get off the line there. And Munster, Exeter, that is on a Sunday in round two. So Munster will have an extra day's rest, as will Exeter. That is a free-to-air game for those of you in England. So I'm sure ITV's viewership will will go up having that one. Exeter against Munster. Munster need a win. They haven't won in Sandy Park yet. One loss and one defeat. So they will be looking for victory there. Hopefully have Peter O'Mahony back, among others. Round three in January kicks off with Northampton against Bayonne. Forgive me if I skip that one. Exeter against Glasgow is the other, is the middle game there. And, well, Exeter against Glasgow, that is going to be a tough one. The short hog derby, if anyone wants to claim him at the moment, after all the, the recent news. Again, you you have to back home sides in these games, but Glasgow are not a bad team. They will make that a tough encounter for Exeter. If they can get their referee on their side, they're a very tough side to beat because of the minor idiosyncrasies that they will produce at rug time. And Toulon against Munster, that is a proper appetite wetting game. Toulon, fearless in the stat, Felix Mayall. Monster reigning URC champions. They are targeting four from four. They want to top this pool. They want a home semi-final in Europe this year for the first time since 2017. If they win this, I think we'll be fairly confident. But two middle games, certainly the hardest for Munster. And then round four sees Glasgow hosting Toulon. Munster take on the Northampton Saints and Bayon against Exeter. Exeter, well, you'd imagine they'll get the home, the away win there at the bottom of the of the log. Who knows though? Glasgow against Toulon, as I said, that could be a real decider. That could really shake things up across the entire bracket of round of 16 games, depending on who wins that. And Munster took on Northampton in round three in Thoman Park last year. It's round four in Thoman Park this year. And again, forgive me if I'm not overly excited about that one. I'll be there and I'll be cold and I'll enjoy it, hopefully. But I'll there's something about playing the same teams over and over again that just doesn't get any more fun. Apologies if there's any Northampton fans. I'm sure you're all lovely. 
in my experience they have been but just same old fixtures we'll look at Munster now as I said as always the, the little fact file there and the the wonderfully dashing Frenchman of Antoine Frisch on your screens as well if that doesn't get people over to YouTube I don't know what will to be honest I'm also I might just take myself out of the equation for this one just so you can have a good look at Antoine there but um, we have a Munster side who as I said their stated aim is to get four wins from four top the pool and to get that home semi-final I think one of the reasons they want a home semi-final is that they do want to get that in Cork and, and really get that now with the you know, strike while the iron's hot as the old cliched phrase goes. Yeah, it's uh it's a tough pool. There's no doubt about it. I think there's a lot of even teams in it, but Bayon, that should be a win. Northampton at home definitely should be a win. Like we can't play any worse than we did in the final forty against Bayon in round three last year. Where or not Bayon, Northampton, where we basically just handed their handed their place back into the game. The two middle games, Exeter away, Toulon away. Now, I'm I'm not privy to the exact sides of this, but when the EPCR announced that they were going to do an open draw with no seedings for sides who hadn't won the four league, the three league titles, it was believed that the top seeds, that was Munster, Saracens, La Rochelle, and Toulouse, would get first dibs on their home games. And that that's how they were going to do it and it moved the algorithm around from there. Now, as you can see, I'll just skip on back if my thing will let me. I definitely didn't. Oh, I'm after going. There we go. Um, I don't want to ruin it, but I definitely ruined it. Like Toulouse. Uh, I mean, you could you could argue they didn't have the two games at home they'd want, but they have Bath at home. Saracens, they have Connacht and they have Leon at home. You could argue Maybe that's not what they wanted. And La Rochelle, of course, have Leinster at home. That marquee fixture. So maybe it's not true. Maybe it's just a, a false rumour that was going through in the rounds. But if it was, I'm sure Munster would prefer Exeter and Toulon at home. Number one, because they're more difficult games. Number two, they'd be a little bit better for the for the old bank account. But there's no reason Munster can't win those games. Exeter have... They're not the same team on paper that they were. Yes, they're having a strong league campaign so far, or a relatively strong league campaign so far, but they're not as strong on paper. You know, the, it's Sandy Park is not quite the fortress of of other English grounds, albeit a tough place to win, no doubt about it. So you do have you do have confidence for Munster, but they do need to tidy up a couple of facets of their game. I think their main USP will, of course, be their attack. Well, their defense as well, but you know, their defense in in numbers is in its purest form. Lowest points conceded in the league so far in the URC. Attack though is very hard to shut down, and against teams like Northampton, against Bayonne, even against Exeter, teams who do concede quite a bit, you would be fairly confident that Munster could could do enough. And bonus points could be crucial when it comes to seeding as well. Don't rule that out. Hopefully, Munster get four from four. That's what they're aiming for. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what plenty of Munster fans are hoping for. Do I have them top in the table? I do. And you may have seen it earlier if you're watching on YouTube. Apologies about that. So I have Bayon in six. As you can, can imagine, they're down at the bottom third of the top 14. So they 
we will assume we'll have one eye on the top 14 at all times. I've Northampton in fifth. They've qualified for, I think it is every Champions Cup in the last six or seven years and haven't met a knockout stage. have basically been in the Challenge Cup or worse every single time. You can't really bet on them to do much in this tournament. Extra Chiefs, I have them in fourth place. I think they'll just about do enough. And I think they'll have enough in the tank to get fourth. If it was a even a six-round pool, I think you could probably be more assertive in your cases, but harder to do that with just four games. I've Toulon in third. I do have Munster beating them in the Stade Felix Mayall. But listen, maybe that's just a bit of blinded optimism, but I think Munster will... There's no reason Munster can't win that game. No more than the other Irish sides, like no more than Ulster going to Bath or, or Hardigans. Might be tough on paper. There's no reason they can't be winning it. Glasgow, formidable at home. I think they're trending in the right direction. If the likes of Exeter, Northampton, Toulon, if they can slow down Glasgow at set piece, I think they'll have a good chance of slowing them down in general. But Glasgow at home are a very tough side to beat. That trip to Sandy Park is going to be very, very difficult for them, especially if they don't get to rub the green with the referees, who they like to say, you know, we're painting a good picture, but they, they certainly um, play with the laws and, and its interpretations. Nothing wrong with it. Absolutely nothing wrong with it at all. I'm sure Munster do it. I'm sure Toulon and Exeter and Northampton do it and Bayonne as well. And I have Munster top in the pool with four wins out of four. That's their aim. That's that's what they are going for. So that's what they have to do. There's there's no um beating around the bush there. Uh they want you know, they want to avenge last year where they were dumped out in the round of sixteen. Uh so why not? Home semi final. Here we come in Parky Cueve. Against La Rochelle, maybe. Or maybe I'm giving away too much. Who four, then? We have four-time winners, Leinster. We have the DHL Stormers. La Rochelle, winners of the last two installments. Stade Francais. Leicester Tigers, back-to-back winners, no one and no two. And Sale Sharks. That is tasty. There's no doubt about that. It's proper pool of death. And you look at those fixtures. Well... They're not half bad either. Sale against Stade Francais opens the proceedings in this pool on Saturday or on Sunday. I think all three games are on Sunday for this pool. And again, home, home advantage is going to be crucial in every single one of these games. You know, Sale against Stade Francais, you back Sale. La Rochelle against Leinster. La Rochelle at home, you'd have to back them. Leicester against the Stormers. Same again. Stormers, La Rochelle. Any team going to Cape Town. I think La Rochelle will send a weak side there. I think Sale might send a weak side there in um, after the new year as well so I think that's where the Stormers will pick up their points Leinster at home to Sale Stafford say Leicester maybe that's one that you could you could argue you could go either way because Stafford say don't usually target Europe I don't think they've made the knockout stages of, of the Champions Cup since 2016 I feel like it is or maybe even 2015 so it's been a while they also have to go to Leinster which is of course not an easy one Stormers host Sale, as I mentioned. La Rochelle host Leicester. And their other home game, you go with La Rochelle there. Leicester, Leinster, Leinster again. We've got Stafford say against the Stormers and Sale at home to La Rochelle. I think home side, home advantage is going to be crucial. But the only thing I would worry about is you look at Sale Sharks, you look at their home game. Stafford say and La Rochelle, not easy. But what's really worse is the fact that they have to go to the Stormers and go to Leinster. 
I think you you have to back Leicester to win their two home games at the very, 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 very least. And going to Cape Town, not an easy win. Not at all, especially at the time of year that they're going in as well. Um, so there there will be there'll be question marks over sale. I think that could come back to bite them, whereas you look at Staff say they have Leicester Tigers at home, they have the Stormers at home. I think they'll get an easy two wins. Well, maybe not an easy two wins, but they'd be tipped to get two two wins there. And then maybe they can just make up the points. Maybe they can take sale at home on Sunday and they'll have one foot in the in the round before they play. Um before they play Leinster in round three, and then when they play the Stormers in round four. That big game, the the rematch, the final rematch, that's the one that a lot of people are going to be looking at. Larishell against Leinster. Move on to our Leinster slide, which has, of course, Dan Sheehan. Who else would you have for this one? Leinster Larishell, Leinster Larishell, Leinster Larishell. It's been three in a row. It's all gone Larishell's way so far. Need I remind anyone? But is it going to go the way of the Noir et Jean? This time, I just think it will. Um, La Rochelle at home, like Leinster at home, like Toulouse at home, it's just very hard to bet against them in Europe, no matter who you're going up against. But Leinster's record in the pool stages in recent years has been brilliant. They had that 28-0 loss to Montpellier in the COVID year, which was definitely a game that actually happened. Um, and definitely not a COVID cancellation. But apart from that, like their last away loss in, in the European pool stages was away to Toulouse. Nothing wrong with that um, at all. And that's 2018, 2019 when that happened, when they lost. Um, so basically since the last one, they haven't lost away last one pool stage game away from home. So Leinster are certainly going to be a tough team to beat. Neither side at their peak that we saw in May. There's no doubt about that. But for Leinster... I think they have enough to top the pool. I think the fact that La Rochelle goes to the Stormers a week later means they're going to put everything into that Leinster game. Skelton's back. Dante's back. Ihaya West is back, actually. Um, They've got all these guys back again. And I think they'll probably do enough. Very tough team to beat there. We saw when Saracens played them last year in, I believe it was the quarterfinals. The crowd, the atmosphere... It's intim- It's as intimidating as a place to go because it's such a compact stadium. It only holds about 16,000, 18,000 fans. But by God, it is a sea of black and yellow and it is going to be such a tough task for Leinster. It's the type of task that we want Leinster to have in the pool stages because they can just go back to it then. Even if they lose or if they win, when times get tough, be it in a final or a semi-final again at the end of the year, they can look back at that game and they can learn from that game. And that is what we're kind of been asking of Leinster the last couple of years. You know, in 2019 or in 2020, we hope they learned from 2019 lost to Saracens. They didn't. 2021, we hope they'd lost. They'd learn from the loss to Saracens the year previous. They didn't. 2022, 2023, they lost to La They haven't really learned. Granted, the, the margin has gotten closer and closer, but last year to lose a home final, having had a 17-point lead is is frankly unforgivable. Um and they'll they'll say the exact same themselves. They say they like it's not a slight. Like they'll know themselves that just wasn't good enough on the day. If James Ryan stays on the field, if Johnny Sexton starts, you know, if maybe Van der Fleer, Doris Gibson Park, uh James Lowe all had better performances and performances like what we saw the rest of the year, 
maybe they get the job done. But the, the reality is they didn't. And this is a revenge game. Now, Leinster had a revenge game a couple of weeks ago against Munster. They got the job done there. Can they do it again? I'm going to say no. I'm going to I'm gonna bet on Larishel. Not literally. Figuratively, I'll bet on Larishel there to win that one. But I think Leinster will top the pool. And is that a good time to leave it and look at predictions for pool four? I think it is. I'm back. So... Unfortunately, I have the two premiership sides making up the two bottom spots. Leicester Tigers not in great shakes since not necessarily um since Steve Bartwick left, but since Dan Keller took over, they haven't been in great shakes. And I don't see them doing much this year. I think they'll focus on the premiership. Um that home game against Leinster won't be easy. Sale Sharks, they have Again, as I said, tough fixtures. I think they're a good side who are well suited to putting up a test, a cup rugby test. But will they have enough to go out of the pool? I don't think they will. I've staff one say coming in fourth. I think their two home games are nice home games that they'll look at and they'll feel like they can do it. I have them coming through there. I have the Stormers in third. I think their two wins might sneak on a way win. It's unlikely they might do it. Larishel second. I think Larishel will win three games. I think they'll beat Leinster. I think they'll lose the Stormers. I think they'll send out a weak inside there because once they beat Leinster, I mean, they're two games in January, which is Leicester Tigers and Sale. They're going to win at least one of those and they're going to be getting out of the pool. And I've Leinster in top spot. Just where they belong, they'll feel like top spot of a pool, even if it is a pool of death. Um, That used, that used to be Munster's thing. I'm old enough to remember when Munster always got the bull of death. Not this time. It is Leinster. But I still have them coming out in top spot. And oh, uh, I might just wait there a second. So to recap, I have Leinster, Munster, Toulouse and Saracens. The, what's that? Three of the top four seeds coming out in the in the four spots. And in top spot in each. I think that's fairly safe. Are we going to see the same final again? I say yes. Now, I could have been all fancy with animations and everything, but you've seen the predictions there if you're on YouTube. I'll start with the Dark Horses. I've Rassing and the Bulls as the Dark Horses. Could add maybe a Bordeaux into the mix, depending on how they get firing, but Rassing 92 under Stuart Lancaster would see a Khaleesi there. Um... I think there's a little bit more fire in their belly this year. Last year, they looked like a very tepid team who didn't really want to be there in Europe at all. Even when they got to the Challenge Cup, they didn't want to be there. I think they'll do well in a pool that is set up nicely for them. And then the Bulls, I mean, if they get out of the pool, if they can get, by hook or by crook, if they can get a home quarterfinal, by fin- or a home round of 16 game by finishing third in their pool, I think that's it. They're in the quarterfinals. They're a tough team to beat in Pretoria. It just doesn't happen. So watch out for those two. I have a semi-final matchup in no particular order of Leinster, Saracens, La Rochelle, Munster. My feeling since the start of the season is that we get a semi-final matchup of Munster against La Rochelle in Cork. It is the romantic in me. It's the dreams in me. It's the Ron O'Gara fan in me. Um, but I just can't shake it lately. That doesn't mean Munster necessarily win that semi-final, but I do have that as my last four. I have Leinster 
and La Rochelle getting through to the final. Again, and I've Leinster taken at this time. There's a lot of pressure on Leinster having lost two finals in a row, semi-final in 2021, quarter-final to Saracens in 2020, and final in 2019. It's a lot of pressure on them. Are they markedly a better squad than last year? No, definitely not. Not when you lose a player of Johnny Sexton's ilk. They'll have to go through a lot of changes coaching-wise. But maybe getting those that tough pool stage test could be enough for them. And maybe, you know, maybe just the fact that there might be a little bit less pressure on them. By the time May comes around, you don't know what the perception of Leinster will be. You know, um, you don't know how Ireland will get on. You don't know what injuries they're going to get. And that's probably one of the big things I have here. I don't have Toulouse making the last four because of Intermac out injured. DuPont will be stepping away. La Rochelle are going to be without Aldrich for a while. It's going to be a tough ask for them. Leinster players, the core of their team, were category with eight one players for Ireland and played quite a lot of minutes already at this point of the season. They'll have a six nations to come. That could catch up with Leinster. It has done before, where a couple of injuries has, has been their undoing. You look at Johnny Sexton last year, that could have been crucial. James Ryan last year, definitely crucial in the final. I think it's wide open. I think of the six teams I have there, I think you can add Toulouse to the mix to make it seven. And even at that, I think it'd be hard for the Bulls to go all the way just because they can't get a home semi-final, if I remember correctly. So yeah, it's it's gonna it's wide open here. Are Leinster definitely gonna win? No, <laughs> it's not a definite. Are La Rochelle definitely gonna be there thereabouts? Not a definite, especially if their top fourteen form continues the same way. Saracens, you do wonder about the quality of the Premiership. We've seen it last year. Just completely smoked by La Rochelle in the quarterfinal. Munster, they have to have a pool stu- good pool stage first. That requires turnover extra in Toulon. Not easy, not easy jobs, no doubt about that. Racing, have they got the, the firepower aside from the biggest name like Sia Khaleesi? Have they got the firepower elsewhere? The Bulls, can they do it in the road? Can Toulouse do it without Entomac and without Dupont? There's a question mark over everyone. I don't think we're going to see the most convincing winner of the European Cup we'll ever see. But I think we're going to have a good tournament. I hope we're going to have a good tournament. We touched upon this last night in the preview, in the EPCR podcast. Europe needs to keep bringing out good, thoroughly enjoyable, competitive tournaments. So far, so good. Hopefully. A little bit more than that. That's all we have time for tonight, folks. My thanks to everyone for tuning in, be it on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to be taking a little break now. I'll be back with the Red Army podcast. I'll be back um, close towards Christmas time. Hopefully, towards next season, we'll have a couple of interviews lined up. We'll have the Six Nations coverage, the Heineken Cup coverage, um, when the pool stage ends as well. But that's all to be revealed. You'll all hear about that. Don't worry about it. You can follow me on Twitter x slash twitter whatever you like to call it on blue sky on instagram on youtube uh on um wherever you get your podcast as well for your podcast KLNS rugby podcast KLNS rugby on the socials but thank you very much for joining me i hope you all enjoy what should be a captivating opening weekend of european rugby leinster against la rochelle headlines the billing but don't forget about connacht bordeaux to kick things off on friday night i'm kayla scully 
It has been a brilliant podcast. Until next time, take it easy. Sports Social Podcast Network.